Welcome back to the Monica Matthew Show. Happy November the 17th. One of my numbers. Thursday, November the 17th. Coming up a week before Gobble Gobble. Happy Turkey Day coming up. <laughs> Every time I say Gobble Gobble, I think of President Trump and, and the fun that he pokes at uh, Mitch McConnell, the gobbler. Anyway. <laughs> I trust you're having a great day. I've had a fantastic day. You know why? Because uh, many of my prayers have been answered, actually. And uh, that is always a good thing. That is always a good thing. Uh, well, yeah. So, you know how some people are like, be grateful for those unanswered prayers. And they usually mean, thank God you didn't marry that crazy person you were dating. Uh, but in this case, I am very grateful because I've been very uh, specific and diligent in my prayer time. Um, in in certain areas of my life, and I'm starting to see the fruit of those prayers um, that are in perfect alignment with His perfect will. And I can't think of anything else more exciting than that. So uh, it's been one heck of a couple of months. It's been one heck of a few years, to be honest with you. And um, the world is so noisy. Amen. It is so noisy right now. And so a uh, a newly acquired friend of mine has, you know, encouraged me to remember that it's white noise and to, you know, remove yourself from it, to remove myself from it. And I have. And so this morning took some time out to really start my day in earnest prayer, right? Not something that's, you know, and amen. Uh, no, rather something that was earnest, Um with earnest desires and requests that I know for sure are in perfect alignment with his will. And with that, our Savior tells us that when we pray, uh, not doubting anything that we should ask for according to his will shall be granted, right? It shall be given unto us because he is a good father. He's not a genie in a bottle. Forgive me for using the word granted, uh, but it's not like their wishes, although I did do a word study, not to go completely on a rabbit trail, uh, but I did do a word study regarding the word wishes, right? Like wish, wish for something. And I always thought that because I'm a wordsmith, I'm very careful about words I use and I, I observe them and and uh, analyze words and what do they really mean. I love the etymology of things and um, and wish is actually in your Bible and not in some uh, new uh, rendition of the word, um, but it is in your Bible. And, um, and, and wishes are godly. You're not wishing upon a star, right? Wishes are the desires of your heart. The word says to delight yourself in the Lord, which means to submit to the Lord and spend time with the Lord, delight yourself in the Lord. And I'm going to, emphasis added by me, 
and make your ways align with his ways, right? Which is also harmonious with scripture. And he will, in fact, give you the desires of your heart. That's really important for some of you who are praying right now regarding your kids. Some of you have wayward children, grandchildren you're concerned about, um, you know, your marriages, your finances, you know, a lot of things. And many of you are very faithful people in the sense that you're not cheating, stealing, scheming, lying, you know, perverting, whatever, uh, you know, the sin du jour. You're not practicing those things. You may fall over into those things. You may fall prey because the word tells us that the enemy takes us captive at his whim, right? At his will. And, uh, and so we're, we are to pray for repentance, right? For, for our Father to grant us place to repent, right? And so we can't even do that without his provocation, so praise his holy name for the provocation to actually turn from our craziness. But but there are many of you, honestly, not just some of you, but many of you um, are just tired. And you're thirsty and you're hungry and and you're worn out because this whole cycle that, you know, everything going on in politics um, has created this white noise, this this nuts where you can't really hear anything um, of the spirit because it's just too noisy. And so it requires you to get quiet, quite honestly. And that is when you delight yourself in the Lord and you walk with him in the cool of the day or in the morning, whatever is convenient for you or throughout the day. I happen to pray all throughout the day when I'm in my car, when I'm walking through the mall, uh, you know, when I'm not throwing my hands in the air and just wishing that everyone would disappear on Peachtree Street except for me because I'm in traffic in Atlanta. Um, but generally speaking, I'm praying constantly. Um, constantly in communion with with the Father. And so in that, you know, I have to remember to be quiet and quit running my trap so much in my prayer time that, um, you know, all my petitions are wonderful, but there's a lot that's being said coming back our way. And so I want to encourage you that as you get quiet and you make a decision to delight yourself in Him and to turn from the things that are not bringing you life more abundant, and you know what they are. I don't have to go over them. And this is not a letter of the law program. This is totally a spirit of the law program. And I didn't even intend on talking about all of this today. So thank you, Holy Spirit. Um, But I want to encourage you that as you delight yourself in him, your prayers are heard. And as you submit to his will, they are answered. And even when they, even when we're not submitting, right? The word says that it is the kindness of the Lord that brings people to repentance, right? And He is kind to the wicked. We're not, right? When we some we we see something wicked, we're like immediate. We got to have justice. But He He is kind, actually, is what the word says. And so ultimately, it's because His desire is that no man should perish. Although we know that that will not be the case. So when you're contending with people who want to sell you on the idea of ultimate reconciliation, it's not going to happen. And if you have been seduced into thinking that ultimate reconciliation, which means that Lucifer, Satan, all the the third of the angels, all of the horrific, you know, 
folks who have aligned with horrific evils throughout the beginning of time to now are all going to be reconciled to this hunky-dory eternal existence. That is not what your word says. So I want to encourage you to educate yourself lest you perish in that uh, in that level of ignorance and lack of relationship with holiness, right? Educate yourself on those things and take your life back. Take your life back. Partner up with the author of life and the author of your freedom because God knows you trying to partner up with Congress or the next president or the current regime, whatever, uh, you know, good luck with that, whatever it comes to your liberty. So liberty begins in the mind. Liberty begins in the mind. We have the mind of Christ, and that is where liberty begins, is in the mind, because as a man thinketh, so is he, is what Christ said, right? And so whatever you're thinking on, you're going to practice that, you're going to become that. So it's important to pay attention to your thoughts, pay attention to who's corrupting your good manners. You know, the word says that bad company uh, corrupts good manners, Right, Some of you have awful friendships and relationships that are not serving you, but you're like missionary dating and missionary uh, friending, right? You're, or you're like the alcoholic that knows that you don't need to be in the bar, but you justify being at the bar where you're kind of tiptoeing through the tulips on drinking because you think you're going to save everyone at the bar. Yeah, I've dated that guy before. It never works out that way. Never works out. Well, Jesus sat with the hookers and the taxpayers. And it's like, yeah, but he didn't hang out. Like he was blowing through, right? He had a message to drop. He dropped it. He ate. He dined. He broke bread, uh, busted everybody up with the truth and let the chips fall where they were going to. Healed people, freaked people out, made people angry, you know, provoked people to change, get right or get left, right? And then he kept moving. He dusted his feet and kept right on moving. And some of you, some of us actually, need to learn how and when to dust our feet. So I want to encourage you again, dig in, right? Dig in. Dig in and um, dig into your prayer time and be confident that they are, in fact, heard, right? And then write them down whenever you see your prayers answered. Write it down because there's going to come a time when you feel uh, completely demoralized and disheartened again. And we forget. We forget the Israelites forgot for 40 years. You know, we're talking like major miracles, right? And they were always forgetting the miracles, always. And so he was always having to remind them of who he was the first time he did something. And then he hadn't changed from that from that time. So speaking of another reason why it was a great day for me, um, and speaking of answer prayers, so I was on with my friend Craig Sawyer, and some of you may be familiar with Craig's work. Uh, Craig is a very well-known SEAL. Um, he um, he produced a fantastic documentary called Contraland, which is actually, I say it was fantastic, but from the standpoint of exposure and exposing uh, the darkness of what's still happening in this country, especially along the eastern seaboard with regard to child trafficking and who is actually involved in that, you might be surprised. Um he did a great documentary on that, uh, very eye-opening, uh, called Contraland. Uh, you can find that, I believe, anywhere, like Rumble, uh, possibly on Amazon, uh, but certainly YouTube. I think you can find those things there. But, um, you know, he, he runs a fantastic nonprofit and, um, and, and uh, child rescue efforts with regard to trafficking, right, especially down on the border. And so I was on his program today talking about 
um, everything going on with our children, right? And in this fire in my belly just rose up because I'm a mother, right? And I'm, an, I'm a new grandmother and, uh, and I'm a mama bear, right? I mean, no, in my neighborhood, raising my daughter, everyone came to my house because in, in, they didn't come to my house to flop around and like eat up all my food. Uh, they knew I was going to love them. I was going to protect them. They'd have a place to hang out and have a good time, but we had order in my house and we had manners and we asked for permission and we had things in my house, even as a single young widowed mom that their homes did not offer in the way of structure, in the way of discipline. And they knew, you're going to mess around and find out, and I'm not afraid to take you to task, and I'll march your little butts home to your parents and deal with them too. So um, my neighbors knew my heart, and and we live at a totally different time now, so I don't suggest you do that unless unless you live in the country. But, uh, but if you live in the suburbs of America, I probably, you know, take it easy on that. Uh, But that's, to me, a mother's heart, right? And if you're listening to this program, you're probably of my same generation or close, where you know what I'm saying, we were streetlight kids in the summertime, you know, we were out there till the streetlight came on. And then and even just a little bit past that, because you know, some of us had to push the envelope. You know, my dad was like, you're not coming in and out of the house, like figure it out, you either in or you out right? That's it. Those are your two choices. You come in, you staying in, right? But quit opening the door, um, letting all the flies in, that kind of stuff. And then drinking out of the spigot, right? We get out the water hose. If you're thirsty, there's plenty of water out back. So that kind of life. And if you muck up, someone's mom is going to come right up the street and tell your parents, right? And then you know you're in big time trouble and they're going to deal with you as well. So that was how I parented. And so I tend to see whenever I talk about children and I'm so passionate about it, it's it's not only because I'm that mother where I'm a mother to a lot of children who are not mine. And I would consider your children, my children in the sense of, I want them to be protected and I want them to be free. Other than that, they are all yours. So I want them to be free from molestation of their hearts and their minds and their bodies. I want them to be free from oppressive forces that are lying to them about who and whose they are. I want them to be free from the effects of divorce and from the breakdown of society. I want them to have a clear understanding through my ministry of exactly who and whose they are, because that leads to liberation. Right. And so that's my heart because that leads to total liberation for the individual to really appreciate who they are as a uniquely designed creation. And that used to sound like a bunch of fluffy stuff with puppies and bubbles floating out your behind and, and unicorns. But it's more than that now. It, it's, it's crucial that your children understand who and whose they are according to their uniquely designed, uh, their unique design that was manufactured and, and engineered by none other than a perfect creator who has liberty in mind for them. That is very crucial. So it's no longer a puppy dogs and rainbows whenever you talk about um, understanding who you are as a uniquely designed little person, right? No, that all that sounded cutesy then, but it is it has very um, serious implications now because the enemy of our souls that is working overtime constantly to exalt his throne above our creator, above the creator, right? Whether you're a Christian or not, 
He made the declaration in Isaiah 14. I am going to exalt my throne above yours. Hold my beer. Watch this. You can get me out of heaven. Perfect. I'm going to go down there with your creation and work this thing out and watch what I can do. Thankfully, our father had a much bigger plan from the foundations of the world and said, no, hold my wine because I'm sending my son, which is really myself. And I'm going to come down there and put myself down on the altar and I'm going to buy back my creation, sucker. Right. And then I'm going to send my son down there to grab the keys up out of your hands. And I'm taking my creation back in as much as many of them will say, amen to my free gift. Right. So it's important because the times are at hand. This is not political. This is not right and left. This is not Democrat. This is not black, white. This is not even Christian, Jew, Muslim. It's none of that. This is wickedness versus holiness, period, end of story. This is life versus death. This is eternal life versus eternal death, right? That's what is going on right now. So in this dispensation of of our lifetime, it's important to understand where we are. This isn't like, oh, it's rock and roll. This isn't the introduction of kiss to the world. (laughs) This isn't the introduction of rock and roll to the world, we are literally watching our children and their physiology, their their biology completely maimed and mangled to honor that promise that he was going to at least attempt to exalt his throne above our father. And the last time he did that, he decided to mess with the giants. Remember, this is old gods versus new gods, right? So Satan decided, I got it. I'm a, I'm the, the, the angels, right, of the time, certainly not the angels of our father, came down and laid with women. And what happened? They ended up with giants. And our father's like, yeah, that's not going to fly. Watch this. And so guess what, Noah? Need you to get like, you know, two of every kind, get your family and get your butts in the ark because this is about to go down and I'm going to flood this place and I'm only going to flood it once. The next time I'm coming back with fire. So I'm telling you, I don't know when he's coming back because nobody does. I don't care what John Hagee tries to tell you. He don't know either. So quit believing that. But he's definitely returning. Now, what does that look like? Is your mind being raptured? Is your physical body being raptured? There weren't the term raptured, by the way, is nowhere in your Bible. Caught up, right? To be caught up. Well, what does that mean? One will be in the field and be gone, and the other one will still be there. What does that mean? Because I'm looking around at people on my field and I'm like, you gone. You gone now. Like your whole mind is gone. (laughs) Your body's still here, but your mind is definitely, your brain, your mind has completely left the building. It has departed from your body. Speaking of disembodiment and what they're trying to do to our kids. But listen, we live in the zombie apocalypse right now. We do, spiritually speaking. Tell me we don't. Prove me wrong. Speaking of louder with Crowder, prove me wrong. You can't tell me we haven't completely lost our collective mind as a creation goes. And so this isn't the first time that we have seen Satan attempt to exalt his throne above our father. And our father's saying, "Mm, no, I don't think so. So, but he's already sent his son. So I'm thinking in terms of like revolutionary thinking. I'm thinking in terms of like holy fire of, of an awareness of a mental and spiritual awakening unto holiness, unto righteousness, and actually the pursuit thereof, repentance, so that he will restore us to our right mind and he will restore our nation so that we can continue to be a light, a city upon a hill, right? Right now, we ain't got no oil in our lamps as a nation, and we are under a bushel, big time. 
And that is not where we're called to be. So when it comes to what does this rapture look like? What, what does, what does revolution look like? Some of you are calling for revolution. You've got, you know, I see all your 1775 and 1776 stuff. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I hear you. But there was a spiritual spirit behind that. You know, freedom is never the idea of man, by the way, ever. I would never give credit to man for having some brilliant idea around the idea of liberty. Never. Because that's not part of our fallen nature. And so it takes someone who is submitted to the author of liberty in order to, in order to further the cause of liberation. So that, to me, is divinely inspired when people further the cause of liberation. Okay, So that's why it's so important to feed your souls at the time apart and understand that your children, if, if, the, listen, if the children aren't worth standing for, and standing in between the children and the wolves, we do not deserve to exist as a nation. That's just my humble opinion, and I'm not the father. But as a, as a human being, if we can't defend the innocent from those who seek to molest their minds, their spirits, and their bodies, then we do not deserve to exist as a nation. Now, thankfully, we have a father who has, like, Endless mercy, endless loving kindness, but he also does have time and dispensational activity, right? And so I feel like he's really calling his remnant out, even more of a consecration away from the world system. And because we're always going to have the world system, and so it's kind of stupid for you to be like, I'm just going to check out. Okay, well, good luck with that. We're supposed to be in the world, but not of the world, because we're not born. To be of something, by the way, is to be, so I've, I've taught you this for years, with regard to Greek surnames, right? It is like, if my maiden name is uh, Marinos, which it is, if my maiden name is Marinos, then that means I'm Monica of the Marinoses, right? So it means that I'm Monica of the tribe of the Marinoses, Right. And so we are to be in the world, not of the tribe of the world. And the world is not this physical earth that everybody's trying to, you know, kill humans to save the trees for. Um, The world is a system, it is a way of thinking in Hollywood terms. It is, in fact, a matrix. It is, it is a, it's a, it's a, it's a labyrinth of a system. It's a way of thinking, moving, breathing, and having your being. And so we're not called out of that. But as I told Craig today on his show, when he's asking, how did the church get here, Monica? And I said, well, we've abdicated. We've called love is love, love, love is love. We've affirmed every wind of doctrine except for the actual gospel of Christ, which is liberating. And we've taken the gospel for granted, to be quite honest with you, and I know I've done it. And I've had to, I've had to repent uh, of that, and I've had to renounce that, and I've I've really grieved. I know I've grieved the Holy Spirit uh, in moments of my life, seasons of my life, for that matter. Uh, I'm not proud of that, but I also lay the shame and the guilt and all of that down and keep walking, right? Because He's given me place to repent. And so, what good does it do for me to carry my Samsonite collection of shame and guilt with me? That's not what it's for, right? The shame, His His recompense covered all of that. He despised the shame, right? He carried, took on our guilt, took it in his body, 
took it on his body, right? So all of my sins are paid for. So with that knowledge and understanding and acceptance is really hard for some of you. Uh, it's been hard for me too, believe me, because I come from a very harsh upbringing where, you know, mercy and grace were not as readily as extended as our Heavenly Father extends His mercy and grace. And therefore, performance was really important. And whenever you failed, um, that, that had some pretty serious consequences. Had some pretty serious consequences. By today's standards, they were pretty serious consequences. And so it, it took a while for me to be like, okay, you died to cover all of my sins, all of them, from the beginning of time to the end of my last breath. You covered all of them. And so with that knowledge and reception, that receipt, right, of that truth and that mercy and that grace, I can therefore decide to choose a different way of being. And to step outside of the world system and understand that I'm in it, I'm in the world, but I'm not of it. Which means to an extent, you may be subjected to the powers that be. And in this nation, that's why it's been so glorious that, you know, our great experiment was choosing those who would govern over us, not rule over us, but govern alongside us, really, but still in a position of authority, right? But to be our voices, to be our voices. If I've heard it one time, I've heard it a thousand. Monica, thank you for being our voice. Thank you for being my voice on this because many of you have been taught, stifled, shamed, threatened, extorted, blackmailed, threatened with your jobs, families have left you, you know, the popo has threatened, the DOJ is hunting you down now, you're on lists because of how you think and feel uh, and move with regard to liberty and the Constitution. And so many of you have felt compelled to, you know, you've been silenced, you've been canceled, your accounts have been canceled, all of that online, and your bosses are stalking you and keeping up with what you say, and um, so is your family and your neighbors, and they've been programmed to tattletale on you because they're weak and fragile individuals who are of the world. But as Christians, we're not called to be of the world, and we're certainly not called to be afraid of speaking the truth, something that a very, someone I love immensely who retired from the FBI, said to me, Monica, there's no safer place to hide than in the truth. And I really want that to empower you. When you're tempted to shrink back and you think you don't have a voice with regard to the molestation of what's happening to our children, I want you to listen to that broadcast, which will be up next, I want to say next Friday, the uh, the day after Thanksgiving, um, a week from tomorrow. That broadcast with Craig Sawyer uh, in Forest Sealy, um, that'll be up um, nationwide as far as I know, and I'll certainly have it on my platforms, and I'll post it also in my podcasts. Uh, we'll distribute that nationally through Clear Talk Media. Um, but I want you to pay attention to that broadcast because all of that was meant to empower you. Because these are your children, and they're your jurisdiction, and they're your responsibility. They're your gifts. They're not, they don't belong to the state, but the world system wants you to think, because again, remember Satan said, I will exalt my throne above yours. Well, uh, kabosh, no, hello, ex say on the exalte, these are my children and I belong to Christ and my children belong to me. And they therefore fall under the jurisdiction, heavenly jurisdiction and earthly of our Lord and savior. That settles it. So you're not going to teach them things I don't want them to learn. You're not going to molest their mind with pornography in the school library. 
You're not going to host drag shows for my child, and I'm not going to pay for it. And I have to, I'll for if I have to, I'll forego all of the toys and vacations and the big, you know, fifty thousand square foot home that has to keep up with the Joneses and all that mess. And you know, y'all can't afford. And it's like, well, we got, we just can't afford to take little Jimmy out of school. No, it's because you feel insecure about homeschooling and you don't want to give up your lives. And you know what you're doing? You're sacrificing your children to the beast. That's a really hard pill to swallow, but it's true. So I think it might be time for us as a nation to reprioritize because you can't keep howling at the moon over the vampires among us that are literally attempting to exalt Satan's throne above our fathers with regard to our father's creation we were born in his image and likeness in spirit, and we took on flesh, right? But if we have the mind of Christ, we are not called to be genetically modified, to be genetically mutilated, to be physically, emotionally, mentally mutilated. We are not called to be zombies. That is the system of the world. And for all of you who are so ready to take up arms, I'm going to ask you to take up the number one weapon you have to fight against every single thing you see happening on this soil and beyond and in the heavenlies. And that is the word of the living Father Elohim. And if you're not willing to do that, and the best you've got is the end of a barrel You're going to live by that sword, and you're going to die by that sword. And so will your children. You need some new ideas, folks. And the best idea that I could possibly leave you with today is that we learn how to first submit ourselves to our Heavenly Father, repent of our wicked ways, walk after His righteousness, keep right on rolling. And He will, in fact, redeem this nation, and He will start with your little babies. Okay? Hey, so check me out at MonicaMatthews.com. My website is back up. Plenty of merchandise there. Also, head over to Liberty OVE. Liberty OVE is the new nonprofit that I'm a board member of. Doing great, 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 great works. As well as MonicaProtectsWithGold.com. Get your finances protected, hedged, and in order. I love you guys. Have a good night. Be good to your neighbor beginning in your own mirror. And remember, if you're an American, act like one. 